Part One, Section One of The Age of Reason. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Age of Reason, Part the First, being an investigation of true and fabulous theology by Thomas Paine, London printed and published by r carlyle fifty five fleet street eighteen nineteen the age of reason part the first it has been my intention for several years past to publish my thoughts upon religion i am well aware of the difficulties that attend the subject and from the consideration had reserved it to a more advanced period of life I intended it to be the last offering I should make to my fellow-citizens of all nations, and that at a time when the purity of the motive that induced me to do it could not admit of a question, even by those who might disapprove the work. The circumstance that has now taken place in France of the total abolition of the whole national order of priesthood and of everything appertaining to compulsive systems of religion and compulsive articles of faith has not only precipitated my intention but rendered a work of this kind exceedingly necessary lest in the general wreck of superstition of false systems of government and false theology we lose sight of morality of humanity and of the theology that is true as several of my colleagues and others of my fellow-citizens of france have given me the example of making their voluntary and individual profession of faith i also will make mine and i do this with all that sincerity and frankness with which the mind of man communicates with itself i believe in one god and no more and i hope for happiness beyond this life i believe the equality of man and i believe that religious duties consist in doing justice loving mercy and endeavouring to make our fellow-creatures happy but lest it should be supposed that i believe in many other things in addition to these i shall in the progress of this work declare the things i do not believe and my reasons for not believing them i do not believe in the creed professed by the jewish church by the roman church by the greek church by the turkish church by the protestant church nor by any church that i know of my own mind is my own church all national institutions of churches whether jewish christian or turkish appear to me no other than human inventions set up to terrify and enslave mankind and monopolize power and profit i do not mean by this declaration to condemn those who believe otherwise they have the same right to their belief as i have to mine but it is necessary to the happiness of man that he be mentally faithful to himself infidelity does not consist in believing or in disbelieving it consists in professing to believe what he does not believe it is impossible to calculate the moral mischief if i may so express it that mental lying has produced in society when a man has so far corrupted and prostituted the chastity of his mind 
as to subscribe his professional belief to things he does not believe he has prepared himself for the commission of every other crime he takes up the trade of a priest for the sake of gain and in order to qualify himself for that trade he begins with a perjury can we conceive anything more destructive to morality than this soon after i had published the pamphlet common sense in america i saw the exceeding probability that a revolution in the system of government would be followed by a revolution in the system of religion the adulterous connection of church and state wherever it had taken place whether jewish christian or turkish had so effectually prohibited by pains and penalties every discussion upon established creeds or upon first principles of religion that until the system of government should be changed those subjects could not be brought fairly and openly before the world but that whenever this should be done a revolution in the system of religion would follow human inventions and priestcraft would be detected and man would return to the pure unmixed and unadulterated belief of one god and no more every national church or religion has established itself by pretending some special mission from god communicated to certain individuals the jews have their moses the christians their jesus christ their apostles and saints the turks their mohammed as if the way to god was not open to every man alike each of those churches show certain books which they call revelation or the word of god the jews say that their word of god was given by god to moses face to face the christians say that their word of god came by divine inspiration and the turks say that their word of god the koran was brought by an angel from heaven each of those churches accuse the other of unbelief and for my own part i disbelieve them all as it is necessary to affix right ideas to words i will before i proceed further into the subject offer some other observations on the word revelation revelation when applied to religion means something communicated immediately from god to man no one will deny or dispute the power of the almighty to make such a communication if he pleases but admitting for the sake of a case that something has been revealed to a certain person and not revealed to any other person it is revelation to that person only when he tells it to a second person a second to a third a third to a fourth and so on it ceases to be a revelation to all those persons it is revelation to the first person only and hearsay to every other and consequently they are not obliged to believe it it is a contradiction in terms and ideas to call anything a revelation that comes to us at second hand either verbally or in writing revelation is necessarily limited to the first communication after this it is only an account of something which that person says was a revelation made to him and though he may find himself obliged to believe it 
it cannot be incumbent on me to believe it in the same manner for it was not a revelation made to me and i have only his word for it that it was made to him when moses told the children of israel that he received the two tablets of the commandments from the hands of god they were not obliged to believe him because they had no other authority for it than his telling them so and i have no other authority for it than some historian telling me so the commandments carry no internal evidence of divinity with them they contain some good moral precepts such as any man qualified to be a lawgiver or legislator could produce himself without having recourse to supernatural intervention note it is however necessary to accept the declaration which says that god visits the sins of the fathers upon the children it is contrary to every principle of moral justice End note. End part one section one